0: You are
1: now on air. Morning audio date is zero eight point thirty one point two thousand twenty three. Current time is zero six nineteen am eastern time here in upstate new york the southern tier of upstate new york where i live and reside and this is the fireman rich audio podcast The Fireman Rich audio podcast for this wannabe Friday. Rich Roberts, Fireman Rich, over there on Truth Social, Instagram threads, and X, formerly known as Twitter. Still saying that Twitter bit there, I guess. I'm starting to notice the X though on the uh, on the on the television there on some uh, television uh, programs there. But uh, good morning and. Uh, Welcome to the broadcast here, the audio podcast, and I do have the morning coffee this morning. Mm. Running a little late, but I was out there chasing the moon, uh, which I'm looking out the window right now. It's uh, setting in the west. I just posted a picture up there on my uh, Twitter feed, or my social media feeds, I should say. Over there on um, Truth Social, Instagram threads, and... uh, X along with a few other Facebook uh Gab, Gitter and um what's the other one? The other one is uh T2. T2 Social. I'm over there on T2 Social. So pretty picture this morning uh as far as uh, getting that up and posted along with all the other postings. So that's what I'm why I'm running <laughs> just a tad late, but I got a full view. The clouds cleared out from the picture I posted and it's uh, setting in the west and I can see it through the side window here and it is big, yes. We won't see another one like that uh, until 2037. It's a rare uh, super moon super blue moon i should say so in the picture i posted uh just a, a straight stock picture no uh blowing it up to make it look big and stuff like that but i thought the clouds with the moonlight in the background um uh, looked pretty cool this morning so um but uh currently right now it's setting in the west i'm looking at it it's supposed to be setting i guess uh officially according to the the weather underground here um, Uh, Full moon is 99% visible, and we'll be setting at 0,655. Of course, where I'm sitting at, I think it's going to set probably within the next, yeah, maybe 15, 20 minutes. So it's right around that 655 time frame and stuff. But uh, when I was out, uh, it's not too bad out. Currently, the temperature is 52 degrees Celsius. Let me back out the uh, intro music. 52 degrees, no, 52 degrees. Oh my God, that's 11 degrees uh, Celsius that we're at. If we were 52, let me switch that around. If we were 52 degrees Celsius, would be 125. I don't think we could bear that. But it's 52, 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, man, that's a good uh, hashtag positive start to the day. Hashtag PSTTD. Yeah, I'm messing up the temperature. 52 degrees Fahrenheit. A cool 52 when I was out taking that picture of the setting um super the rare super blue moon and um why is it rare um i have an article here let's see let's go to that right away as we talk about the moon as it's setting where's my article here it is um yeah super blue moon and we won't see another one till 2020 um i think there was probably a lot of pictures and people admiring the the rare super blue moon. It's actually the second uh, full moon for this month, known as a rare blue moon, but a super blue, bless you, super blue moon. It's almost uh, the brightest and largest full moon of the year and the closest full super moon we'll have until November of 2025, according to the old Farmer's Almanac. Uh, if there's not enough uh, convincing you you won't see another super blue moon until two thousand thirty seven according to NASA, ready to spot the rare super blue moon well people watched it last night. This is an article that came out before um, the uh name may be deceiving, but uh blue moon isn't actually blue. The idea of the blue moon stems from a sixteenth century um uh, from the sixteenth century a term that was used to describe something impossible. It was sought uh it was through many iterations after that, but the phases eventually the phrase eventually made its way into the main farmer's almanac where the name for the month's second full moon became solidified. So um if there's two if there's two blue moon if there's two full moons in a month, the second one's a blue moon because it doesn't happen at, at. That often, in addition to being a blue moon, uh, the sighting of the super moon—a name reserved for moons that close—that's closest to the Earth and appear around 16 percent brighter than average—and you know, as it's setting, it is—it does look a little bit larger. Just how rare the super blue moon, according to NASA, we'll see uh, blue moons every 2.5 years. And super blue moons every 10 or up to 20 years. Again, this, the next super blue moon won't graces our skies until 2037. So I think that's a good way to open the audio podcast. We're talking about the super blue moon that graced our skies overnight. And it's setting right as we speak on this Fireman Rich audio podcast. There we go. <laughs> Live reporting. <laughs> but we are... Um, Again, at uh, 52 degrees Fahrenheit and, uh, what did I say, 11 degrees Celsius or centigrade. Uh, we did get the lawns mowed yesterday. We had a pretty nice, I thought we were going to have some rain. We didn't have any rain. Uh, so we were able to mow the lawns. Uh, but today's going to be sunny. High is 71 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds about north uh, at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Sun will be rising here this morning at 631, which is in a few minutes. As uh, uh, it says, uh, hello and goodbye to, the, it'll be up, the sun will be up with the super moon, the super blue moon. Uh, and the sun will be setting later tonight, at 743. Again, uh, we have over minutes away. Well, let's see, 5, 10, 15, about 15, 20 minutes away from uh, the super blue moon setting. It's just above the horizon there. And uh, I got a little bit of a tree block in my view, but I can see the, it is a big super. It is a big moon than normal. If I, I if I had my button gear, I would have had the telescope on it this morning. But uh, um, I, I guess I was a little lackadaisical here. Our world times and temperatures as we speak in Honolulu, Hawaii. Currently at twelve twenty seven, it's uh, partly clear, partly cloudy. Seventy eight degrees Fahrenheit. Phoenix, Arizona. We have um, clear at three twenty seven. Clear skies. Uh, Ninety three degrees Fahrenheit. They're still in those nineties this early in the morning. Albuquerque, New Mexico at 427 a.m. Clear sky 71 degrees. Chicago, Illinois at 527. Clear sky 62 degrees Fahrenheit. New York City uh, at 627 a.m. and current time here in the southern tier. They've got clear skies down in the jungle at 64 degrees. Uh, Fahrenheit in Cork, Ireland, across the pond, the Atlantic Ocean at 1127, clear skies, 62 degrees Fahrenheit in Milan, Italy at 1228 p.m., we have uh, clear sunny skies, uh, 74 degrees Fahrenheit in um, New Delhi, India, they've got uh, cloudy cloudy skies at 358 p.m., 94 degrees Fahrenheit in Mumbai, India, at 3:58 p.m. 87 degrees Fahrenheit, Kuala Lumpur. It's sunny and cool in Kuala Lumpur. Clear, sunny skies. 86 degrees Fahrenheit, Tokyo, Japan, uh, at 7:28. The evening skies. It's partly well, mostly clear, low clouds. 84 degrees Fahrenheit. Down in Australia, Melbourne, Australia, at 8:28 p.m. currently is cloudy skies, 53 degrees Fahrenheit. And in Sydney, uh, Australia, 828 also to the w- east of um, Melbourne, we have uh, clear skies with some clouds, 51 degrees Fahrenheit. Those are our world times and temperatures as we speak. Um, our thought for the day, a, a quote from Emily Dickerson, and she is an American poet. Emily Elizabeth Dickerson was an American poet, little known during little known during her, her life. She has since been regarded as one of the most important figures in American poetry. Dickerson was born in Amherst, Massachusetts, into a prominent family and strong ties to the community, and a, a great poet too. I, I studied her while I was taking uh, um, American literature. I think it was my second year of American literature. Uh, my college studies. And her quote and our thought for the day goes as follows, find ecstasy in life. The mere sense of living is joy enough. Um, And that's true. It's just plain and simple. We live in life. uh, uh, Some people live it more fully than others, but some people live it on a simpler uh, uh, plane of
0: Now taking a snapshot of the rare super <laughs> blue moon this morning that is uh, 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 living with joy because it, it's something that was very interesting. And it's pretty interesting just to see something of uh, that's out there in outer space that uh, embraces our skies. except we're graced twice now, three times a day. But uh, uh, just the importance of something that simple find uh, ecstasy into your life as far as it doesn't take much and uh, of course I'm a simple individual.
1: and um, I, I try to keep things simple as far as that goes. So uh, um, it's uh, it you just have to look for it. it. it's not hard. All you have to do is open your eyes and it, it's there. Um, sometimes the uh, doom and gloom uh, takes um, just sort of clouds up uh, one's visions and stuff like that. But uh, there are some uh, very interesting things in this life that uh, we, we have a tendency of overlook. And one of them is just simply looking at a, um, a a moon that's larger than normal that we won't see again for many years and stuff like that. So let's uh, just take the time. It's sort of the old saying, take the time to smell the roses, I think is what Emerson, Emily Dickinson's saying in her own words. Find ecstasy in life, the mere sense of... Of living is joy enough, and how we live that life is uh, what 's going to bring joy to us um, if we 're always looking at the negative and bad side well that 's your life, I guess, but if you try and it does it sometimes it is hard to look at the joys because there 's a lot of crap going on in the world, but um, th- that 's how we maintain our sanity as far as I feel <laughs> at least that 's how what I look how I look at it. So, um, a, a good, uh, great uh, quote from a great American poet, Emily Dickerson. Uh national day today, today is uh, Thursday, August 31st. It is the 243rd day. It is the 35th week of the year. Gurgling. I'm gurgling. Do a reset. Okay, we got to reset. I heard the gurgling on the mic. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, it happens when you do a live recording broadcast. Uh, as far as that goes here on the Fireman Rich Audio Podcast, it's uh, the connection going into my iPad Mini that I use for the, uh, the microphone that I have hooked into it. As uh, the uh, uh, because I don't use my normal Marant, uh, the uh, the Marantz MP M1000, we are using the um, the CAD U37, which uh, I like using you get along with the ipad mini and then all that's connected into the uh behringer 802 soundboard, and then out the out ports going into the iRig 2 that's connect that's enabling me to connect this all into my lg stylo 5 android track phone and um it's it's fun putting this all. Piecing the puzzles together. Stitching it together, I guess, is the saying would go back in the old days. Uh but our national holiday or national day today for this August thirty first, a wannabe Fri or yeah, wannabe Friday. We got several. Let's see. We have uh national Oh, I don't even national something earth day i don 't know what that is National overdose awareness. we have to be aware of that national trail mix day that's a good one national south Carolina day we'll throw that in there oh actually South Carolina we got to say we hope everything's fine down in South Carolina, along with North Carolina backing up into Georgia and Florida because yesterday they did have a hurricane, and um, the one takeaway on that for the hurricane is uh, watching the news early in the morning. you see all this water. That's being flooded along the coastline uh, of Florida, you know, two to three feet. And then it was right after lunch, we're, we're watching the follow-up on the news, and all that water is gone. It just, it just drained right out. Somebody drained the bathtub. It's still wet and damp and all that. But in other parts, like I, I believe um, Hurricane Katrina years back, about this time, uh, when it hit, New Orleans, New Orleans. So they were water, uh, just waterlogged for several days, if not a couple weeks, as far as that goes. Let's see, National Eat Outside Day. Yeah, we're getting slow on the, uh, or we're getting uh, a little um, limited on the uh, the number of summer days that we have left as we're uh, pushing towards fall. National Matchmaker Day? No. What was that one? National Diabeticis Earth Day or something like that? It's because uh, they're around, they use it around their homes. I guess it's a, a, a form of... Material from the earth, I guess, I guess, I don't know, I, I, I don't understand it. So we're going to go with, uh, I think we're going to go with National Trail Mix Day. That's a simple one. <laughs> from this nut, we're talking about nuts in the trail mix. National Trail Mix Day, observed annually August 31st. National Trail Mix Day honors the mix developed as a healthy snack for long hikes. Hashtag National Trail Mix Day. Filled with nuts, dry fruits, and grains, trail mix packs a boost of carbohydrates when the uh, body needs it most. The nuts supply good fat as well as saturated energy, too. Since it's uh, lightweight, trail mix travels easily as well. It's, you know, it's sort of, you're not extra weight in your backpack. On long trails or while camping, trail mix keeps without spoiling since most of the ingredients are dry. And that's, that's, uh... Let's see, uh, trail mi- two California surfers claimed to the creation of trail mix. In 1968, they blended peanuts and raisins for an energy snack. However, in 1958 novel, the Durham Bums, written by Jack Cariolk, the two main characters mentioned trail mix when planning meals for their hike. So it's something that's probably been around, just that nobody really... Uh, had a name for it well i guess they used the term trail mix so it's 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 just a really uh, somebody in 68 said hey let's i don't think nobody nobody's heard about this now you got trail mix bars and all sorts of things so today is national trail mix day let's see um i've been sort of highlighting over there on the twitch live stream broadcast um, was it yesterday that uh, I was going to do one of two. It was either um, a st- interesting story deep in the, the oceans or one of a tree. And I think we're going to have the tree on Thursday. Today we're going to be talking about four decades of data suggests Pacific coral reef can acc- uh, acclimate to warm oceans and resist future bleaching. And that's a um, something the coral reefs, they can't take. The bleaching is just the erosion of the coral reef that uh, we need uh, for our oceans for the fishes to live in, various fishes. But uh, the last four decades, there's data, and you got to have the science to prove that. You have that. You can't dispute that uh, four decades. And um, where I think the last couple decades... Um, I've been seeing reports that, you know, some coral reefs have been coming back. But for the most part, they seem to, at least from the mainstream media, indicating they've been in decline. But this is an article saying that four decades of data, which if you've got four decades of data, that's solid science, I I would say. You're not going to waste four decades. But let's see, data collected over the last 40 years at a remote, a remote coral reef within the... Um, Territorial waters of uh, Palua. Where is Palua? Let's look that up in Google Maps as far as that goes. Palua. Palua is. Is there a map? Let's see. Oh, it's Micro Asia, um, subregion of Oceania in Western Pacific. So it's in the Western Pacific, which. That's that's a good thing, a coral reef in the uh, out there in the big ocean of the Pacific. Okay, where's my article? Here we go. Um, but it has shown that corals are more adaptable
0: to warm oceans than previously thought. Now, people say, oh, you know, there's indication, okay, the, the oceans, both Atlantic and Pacific and Indian and all those, have risen a degree or two. Okay, so... The fish are still surviving, and here's an indication of the coral. Uh, and a lot of people are saying with
1: the warming of the oceans, it has something to do with the, uh, uh, our carbon emissions and stuff like that, which could have, be a contributing factor. And um, I'm one that um, the data's out there that we've been having some, the sun is getting hotter, okay? And uh, it makes me wonder if there that, that could be a source. Just throwing it out there. Don't have any scientific data, but um, there has been a, n- a numerous number of uh, solar flares in the last several years that I've been seeing in the news that we talk about. So they got to be factored in because that's a lot of heat, even though the sun is um, so many millions a year or millions of uh, miles away. But the data has shown that coral reefs are more adaptable to warm oceans than previously thought. In fact, they're already adapted potentially at a rate of uh, 0.18 degrees Fahrenheit per decade. That I guess that's the rate of uh, increase for the temperature. And the researchers say that established models for coral bleaching events should be updated to presume an enhanced capability for this stunning underwater ecosystem to sustain themselves over the decades. The Newcastle University-led... Uh, uh, led study focused on the Pacific island nation of Palu and drew on decades of field observations as well as many possible future coral bleaching um, trajectories uh, for the uh, the reefs that are around that island, each with a different simula- simulated rate of thermal tolerance enhancement. They found that if coral thermal Tolerance continues to rise throughout the 21st century at the most likely historical rate. Significant reduction in bleaching impacts are possible. That's cool. That's a good thing. We quantified a national increase in cor- coral thermal tolerance over decade over decadal time scales, which can be directly compared to the rate of. Op- Ocean warming," said uh, study lead author Lima uh, Lach Lach L A C H S. The research says that uh, high frequency a high frequency bleaching can be fully mitigated at some reefs under low to medium emissions scenarios, where, for example, the Paris Agreement uh, comment. Comments are fulfilled. Okay, commitments are fulfilled. I don't know about that parish agreement, full mill. But anyway, we know the coral reefs can increase the overall thermal tolerance over time by uh, um, uh, genetic adaptation over or shifts in community structure. However, we know very little about the rates in which this is occurring, says co-author Dr. James Guest. The study uses data from a remote pacific coral reef system and estimates the rate of increase in tolerance since the late 1980's the results provide some hope that reefs can keep up with the increased temperatures but only if strong action is taken um, on the so-called climate change and, and we're doing our part I, uh, Last week, I talked about India reducing their uh, carbon emissions by 33% over the last 14 years and uh, or thereabouts. And uh, that's significant. We can only do so much, but there's, there's probably other factors that are out of our control. Primarily, that big uh, orange ball that's up in the sky called the sun uh, to survive... Uh, amid climate change, the researchers say coral communities need to endure progressively more intense and frequent marina heat waves. The Newcastle team's, team's findings reveal that the thermal tolerance of coral, corals in uh, Palau has likely increased at a rate of 0.1 degrees centigrade. What's 0.1 degree centigrade? What's that in Fahrenheit? 0.1 degree. Let's see what that says. 0 one degree. That's 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's the number of degrees as far as it has to uh, uh, survive per decade. Uh, the researchers say that the increase suggests that the national mechanisms such as genetic adaptation, acclimatization of coral and their subject uh, some symbolic mycrolage Whatever that is, could have contributed to the enhancement of the coral thermal tolerances. Just means that what it's being made, what it's made up is is doing the job, or trying to do the job as far as that goes, and being successful. Several early models on climate change, global warming, and uh, ecological de- uh, degradations have been shown to be incorrect over the years, and. You know, when you say the coral is dying, and then you have after four decades, it's sort of indicating. Well, you know, maybe we should be saying that they're they're, they're sustaining themselves. Um, includes the efforts of, uh, uh, ro- ruminant alg- agriculture agricultural and greenhouse gas emissions, which we're, we're we're controlling, and plastic pollutions entering the oceans. That's another thing. Getting a handle on that, uh, I've talked about uh, the efforts of collecting all the uh, plastics there from the uh, the Cabbage Patch Island of plastic in the in the center of the Pacific. Um, so, um, but this has been an, a, an endeavor that's been uh, uh, been being done for years by a factor of thirty. Our corals, some scientists aren't waiting to see if they can adapt at their own pace. Researchers in Florida are, are breeding corals that are specifically identified as carrying genetic adaptations that make them less vulnerable to heat and acidic waters. And uh, like I said, there's, there's certain things that we can control and there's certain things that we cannot control. And on the larger scale, you know, the things that we are seemingly doing that may be giving us a false good feeling that, hey, we're doing something and it's not really um, doing anything. Where the small little steps over time, which we have, the data shows that overall, the majority of the countries of this world are reducing their carbon emissions. There's data out there, scientific data. There's no disputing that. Of course, we have some countries that aren't on board with that, and that's Russia and China. Uh, China being the biggest polluter of the world, in my opinion. India, I, I threw in there, but with this latest um, article I presented last Thursday, or no, no, it was Tuesday. I'm sorry, this past Tuesday, I get my get my, my week straight. Where am I at in the week? <laughs> this last Tuesday, I talked about India uh, reducing its... Uh, carbon emissions by, um, uh, some, uh, 14. Well, let's see what, what, let's see. Let's go to the article here. It's just down from this one. Um, where's it at? Oh, there's a tree article. So I skipped. Oh, actually I went ahead. Oh, that's it. Where that? Oh, I went ahead of the two articles. I was going to talk. Oh, we may be talking about the ocean again tomorrow. Um, I went past the uh, the article, I, uh, scientists find a whole new ecosystem hidden be, below the Earth's sea. Oh, okay. What? Oh, here it is. India succeeded in reducing its admissions rate by 33% over 14 years. So like the last five or 10 years, I've been bragging on India, saying you're not doing your do, your part. But they are. The data is showing that. But uh, we did have an individual that lives in Mumbai that was in the chat on my live stream twitch broadcast recently here who lives over in mumbai and he says i don't see it but the data is there so you got to recognize the data as far as you know because maybe what we're seeing is you know it's not really the truth until you you correlate it with the data that is at hand so uh and I can say that because that's the case here in the United States. People say, oh, we got to reduce our carbon emissions, carbon emissions. Our carbon emissions are going down by 30 to 40%. Data is showing that. And um, um, there's some people that want us to do a lot more. But uh, the coral reefs are another indicator that uh, they can sustain it. And I got, okay, we might do the tree... Okay, I jumped on my my list of interesting articles here in the queue. <laughs> but anyway, um, on this day in history, Ralph Waldo Emerson, another great American poet, delivered a speech explaining the transcendental philosophy for the first time to a large audience, a sort of uh, intelligence declaration of independence telling them to break free from the past, pay attention to the present, and create... Their own unique ideas back in eighteen thirty seven. Okay, there we go. Maybe we should apply that to uh, our um, how we look at climate change too. <laughs> it's not all that bad. Uh, Walter Cronkite on this day in nineteen sixty three. I I watched him growing up as a kid on the C B anchoring the C B V news. A great, great um, uh, news broadcaster. Uh, the Provincial Irish Republican Army back in 1994 declared an indefinite and uh, complete secession uh, mm-hmm. of military operations after 25 years of bombing and killing, and which is tragic. I remember always seeing that in the news when I was growing up back in the, the 60s and 70s. And although the, cease, the ceasefire temporarily broke down in 1995, 1997, it essentially marked the end of the full-scale campaign. So, uh, there we have it there. Um, Let's see. How come I don't have the AP? Let me see. Let's bring up AP. History. For today. Let's see. I didn't have that tab open. That's the one thing I was missing, I guess. Let's see. Um, On this day in... um, Let's see, November, no, no, it wasn't November, today's October. But uh, today, August 31st, the U.S. mission in Iraq ended, so uh, that's the end of the Iraq War. Uh, Let's see, and I'm not seeing other than what I just talked about in this list, so we're Good to go. As far as that goes, last night in baseball, Major League Baseball, both the Yankees and Mets won for a change, both at the same time. The Mets beating the Rangers last night at six to five, and the Tigers losing to the Yankees. The Yankees won six to two. I didn't watch any of those ball games last night. I was I fell asleep to a program on Nova. They were searching for some lost. maybe, or something like that, but they're trying to find a wreckage, and uh, I guess the, the crews, after being, it's a one year that, I guess, two winters in a row, there was no interruption of the breaking of the ice, and the, their ships were literally trapped in the ice, so they ended up doing a force march, and they ended up uh, not surviving, uh, succumbing to cannibalism to try and survive. So it's a very tragic story, but interesting that they were trying to search for the uh, the lost ships. They call them the ghost ships. That uh, was on Nova last night. Uh, let's see. Today the Yankees will be playing the Tigers again this afternoon at one ten. I might see if that's on TV. And it looks like the Mets are off today. So um, let's see. And uh, there's no NFL football. Uh, this weekend, this Thursday night, and this weekend, no, no football for NFL, National Football. It begins next week, next Thursday, the seventh, uh, with Kansas City and Detroit opening uh, the uh, season. But we do have Canadian, Canadian football tonight. Uh, oh, let's see. No, we don't have any games until Saturday. Oh, they're going Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday now. So the Lions play the uh, Alouettes. This Saturday at seven o'clock, and then the Blue Bombers play the Rough Riders on Sunday at seven, and then Monday at three thirty, the the Toronto uh, Argonauts play the Tiger Cats, and then Monday evening at seven, the Elks play the Stampede. So that's a different shift. You're going into a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and stuff. So no no Thursday night football tonight. Even in the Canadian Football League. All right, folks, we're uh, at our 35, we're at 35 minutes, pushing towards 36 minutes. We're going to go ahead and exit stage left here on the Fireman Rich audio podcast and uh, get our day started here and uh, see what the day brings. And uh, we should have a good day. And I'm looking, and the sun is up, and uh, our super rare blue moon. For, 2000, for August 2023 has set. Has set. So uh, we'll probably be seeing that moon tonight. I don't know if you count as a blue moon, though. But we will be seeing it tonight. Maybe I can get the telescope out tonight and I'll take a look. And uh, maybe snap some pictures or something like that. But... But we're going to get our day started here and uh, we hope you all have a great Thursday and going into the weekend. Have a great weekend. I will be on tomorrow on the Twitch live streaming the morning coffee broadcast as I'm uh, reaching for my coffee now. Finishing my cup of coffee here for on this uh, audio podcast. And you all have a great one. Uh, again, live life simple but live it good as far as that goes. That's my mantra I guess for the day all right folks you all have a great one this is Rich Roberts Fireman Rich on all those fine social media platforms that we all post on and that's what we do we post on them you can't say tweet anymore I don't tweet anymore I post (laughs) all right folks you all take care live life have fun ciao for now as always peace take care